0: Hey there, I'm Jess Jordana, copywriter and brand messaging strategist for online business owners and your host of the Feel Wealthy Show, the podcast that has basically nothing to do with any of that, but also everything to do with it at the same time. The all of us listening are pursuing some version of more. Maybe it's why you started your business, or maybe it's why you find yourself constantly dreaming, what if? But in this pursuit of more, I've found that we're absolutely starving for examples of those of us who are soaking in, celebrating, or even just noticing the more that we hold right now. I believe you can have it all, and I believe I can too, but real talk, it rarely comes all at once, and quite frankly, magic is easy to miss in the making of it. So on The Feel Wealthy Show, I'm bringing you alongside myself and other successful people as we explore a tangible, concrete meaning of wealth that not only changes our lives, but also changes our days as we practice feeling it now instead of holding out hope for later. Hello, friend. Welcome to The Feel Wealthy Show, as usual. Today, I want to talk to the ladies about hobbies. And the reason why I'm talking to the ladies is because we struggle with this, right? Lots of women are on a quest to find a hobby, including me and maybe including you. So today I want to talk through what I'm considering on my hunt and why it's really important to me at this point in my life. I would also love to hear from you if you are similarly on a quest to find a hobby. I'm gonna talk about kind of why we found ourselves in this situation, but I would love to know if you resonate with any of this. And of course, I'm gonna talk about how it relates to feeling wealthy. Let's get into it. Okay, raise your hand if you have turned your hobby into a business. Raises hand really high, right? I had a hobby once. It was writing, and I turned it into a full-fledged, full-time business where people actually rely on me. They pay me money for my brain. It's pretty awesome, but it also comes with its fair share of challenges because legitimately, I used to just write for fun. And when I say fun, I'm saying that with a grain of salt because I don't know that I understand what fun is. Hence my current quest, but I think I did it for my version of fun, which is um, really exploring what life has to teach me. I love Flannery O'Connor's famous quote. She says, I don't know what I think until I read what I write. And I have really just approached writing like that. It has been the best way for me to process through what I'm going through. I used to process through things through writing notes to my best friends when I was in high school. We would furiously write each other notes and we would fold them all cute and like decorate them on the outside of our notebook paper, things like that. I used to also write letters to my friends in college um, as we kind of like grew apart and went to different places. I would write snail mail letters to my friends. I was just like a letter writer and it was my way of connecting with people and it was also my way of like processing through. But I turned that into connecting with people, processing through my thoughts in a way that creates conversions on the internet. So. Needless to say, my hobby went bye bye because I do it for a living now. And so I feel like I have been on a constant quest since I started my business of finding something different reading has been a big hobby for me lately. But reading is hard for me because I also turned that into a job because it used to be my job when I was a high school teacher. I made it my full time job because I also blogged as a high school teacher. I was like a teacher blogger and I made it my job to read as much as I possibly could so that I could recommend books to my students like with um, intention and like really know what I was recommending so It's kind of hard to turn something that was once a job into a hobby as well. I'm figuring out, but I wanted to talk through right now, like some hobbies that may not feel like hobbies to you, but they totally count as hobbies. I think as women were kind of put into this box of like a hobby has to look like a man's hobby. It has to look like a sport. It has to look like Having a fantasy league it has to look like, I don't know, guys have lots of hobbies, but I think there are little things that we do that are like the little things that we actually enjoy so much that totally count as a hobby. But I will tell you why they don't count for me at this point. Now, hobbies that totally count. Here's my list. Number one, getting a little drinky drink and a treat and journaling. I love this hobby. This was really the form of writing that I loved the most before I started my business the problem now is that any form of journaling tends to turn into content for me and I'm really working on that I am doing my best to be able to journal and almost like burn it you know like take the piece of paper light it on fire but I have always had this weird I'm just going to expose myself here I told my business coach this months ago and she just laughed. I have always had this, I don't know if it's a fantasy as much as like a premonition that I will be anthologized one day. I'm going to pause for you to laugh because it's ridiculous, but I was an English major and so anthologies, if you don't know what they are, are essentially collections of writings from authors and often what is anthologized is not just the official writing itself but letters from one author to another letters from the author to their spouse like um, different things, journal entries things like that are often anthologized and then studied by weirdo english majors and so i just always thought like oh one day I am going to be in a book for my like amazing thoughts in my head. And that has plagued me ever since when it comes to journaling. So I'm working on journaling in a way that does not need to turn into poetry, does not need to have even a whisper of being anthologized, but it can just be literally a brain dump and i could burn it and it wouldn't matter um so that is why i don't count that as a hobby for me but i do think it's very cathartic and i do enjoy getting a drink and a treat sitting down with nothing but myself and my thoughts and i also really enjoy doing that around a turning point in life so around a birthday around the new year, around like anything significant like that. I like to take some time and do that. So I would say that's like a minor hobby of mine. Another hobby that totally counts is reading. I don't think a lot of people count this one as reading, but I feel like even if you are reading personal development books, that's totally a hobby. The place where it gets dicey for me is when it becomes a goal. So I have had a reading goal on Goodreads for as long as I can remember. When I was a high school teacher, I read over 100 books one year and the other two years that I was teaching, I read like 60 plus books or something like that. Um, So I have a hard time not competing with myself when it comes to reading. Like I just got out of a reading slump. I was trying to read the Throne of Glass series, um, which is a fantasy book series that a lot of people really, really deeply love. And I just could not i have quit that first book like five times. But I got out of the reading slump by finally reading The Great Alone by Kristen Hannah. It completely cracked me open and I just like hugged the book when I was finished with it. But because I got out of my reading slump and it was January, I was like, oh, I can set a reading goal and like get into the groove and momentum of this. And so I picked up another Kristen Hanna book. I'm three quarters of the way through it in like two days. And I don't love it, but I'm not gonna put it down because I want to be able to add it to my Goodreads goal list. So just for that like achievement element of it, I don't think it qualifies as a hobby. Another hobby that totally counts is exercise or movement. So if you enjoy exercise, if you enjoy movement, if you like to hike, if you like to walk, I think podcast walks is another hobby that totally counts. But The thing here that I'm using to qualify is that you have to actually enjoy the thing. You can't just enjoy having done the thing. So I'm going to get into that a little bit more in just a second. But lastly, in terms of hobbies that totally count that are a little bit unassuming would be cooking or baking of some kind if you truly enjoy that, if it like if you like to light your little candle and pour your wine and like have a new recipe and you enjoy the process of it, I think that totally counts. So what is missing from this list of what I have is number one, you have to enjoy the process of it. I know I mentioned that like three times in the past, past minute, but you have to be able to enjoy the act of it just as much as the result of it. And so for me, something like exercise or movement, I have grown to love the actual exercising and movement a lot more than I used to. But that has always very much been a I'll be happy once I've done it sort of thing. And it's still very achievement based, which is what I'm working against. Podcast walks are very much a means to an end for me. I want to learn something. I want to get something out of it. Cooking and baking are very much a means to an end for me. Baking or cooking to find my own signature recipe is probably the closest thing I have to a hobby, but that's just like too niche and doesn't really make sense. So criteria number one of a genuine hobby is that you have to enjoy the process of it. You have to be able to enjoy the process of it. Number two criteria for me when it comes to a hobby is I want to find a hobby that is going to keep my mind off of everything else. So part of the problem with a lot of these hobbies is that it doesn't give me a break from thinking through how to better my life. And that is like my, I want to say that's my Achilles heel. I think that it's probably one of a few of my Achilles heels that I could name, but I want something that is going to completely take my mind off of whether I've done enough on my list that day, whether I am healthy enough, whether I am a good enough friend, whether I am doing a good job as a mom, as a wife, whether my house looks good enough or how should i decorate and build my new house what should i choose for my new house like a lot of these things don't quiet my mind from that really anxiety swirling around in my head and that is what i'm looking for when it comes to a hobby reading is close but i am such a fast reader that i can get through a very big chunk of a book without having to stop thinking about other things it's very odd but okay so criteria number one you have to be able to enjoy the process of the thing criteria number two for me is that I want to find something that will keep my mind off of everything else and criteria number three for me when it comes to a hobby that this one's like a nice to have it's not a mandatory, but I want to find something that I can do with others that might be a way to make friends. And this is something that I am telling myself would probably be easier if we were in a bigger city, but there are just not a lot of hobby like things that people that women do together in my town. And so that is something that I am working on finding or weaseling my way into in 2024, I want to say, but like just it's just kind of my life quest right now. So let's get to the list of things that I think I would like to try. Number one on the list would be pickleball or tennis. I really want to get into tennis just because I don't know why. I really just do. And I know tennis is a singular person sport, but you have to play against somebody. And there's also doubles tennis and things like that. I really, really want to take tennis lessons. But everyone who knows anything about tennis keeps telling me, oh, no, you should do pickleball. And to me, it's not an either or thing. I want to be able to do both and I want to know how to do both and be able to like jump into a tournament at any moment's notice. So on that list, I also would like to try pickleball. I attempted to pick up pickleball (laughs) last year, but I had an ankle injury from tripping over a parking cement block that lasted over a year and i had to go to physical therapy for it so at the moment that i tried pickleball it was like too painful for me to be able to do it but now i am on the recovery train and i feel like when the sun starts coming out we also have indoor pickleball but when the sun starts coming out i will attempt pickleball and also do my best to find somebody to give me tennis lessons because i really want to learn another one on the list here is golf i I'm going to become a golf girl this year. I kind of dabbled in it last year and it was really fun. I really enjoyed learning about it. I enjoyed uh, trying it. I enjoyed being outside and kind of walking around and getting a drink at the bar, you know, all the things. I also nailed my wrists and feel like I sprained my wrists for a period of time because I hit the ground too often. So I feel like that's another thing that I just need a lesson on. And I actually got an invite from my OBGYN of all people at my doctor's appointment and she said that in the spring there's a group of ladies that does this golf thing on Thursdays called Hits and Giggles and she said that they go out and they play nine and then they go have drinks at the bar things like that and number one I really want to make friends with not just women my age but like be open to making friends with all types of women and number two I think that would be really fun if I can hit the ball. So my goal at this current moment is to be able to consistently make contact with the ball without crushing my wrists on the ground. Okay, I think it's number three on my what I would like to try list is chess or other fun games. At the risk of sounding like a total nerd, I like chess, the idea of chess and like brain games from a personal development standpoint, because it's good for your brain and it helps prevent Alzheimer's. But we're going to leave that qualifier out because that, by our previous standards, might disqualify it as a hobby. The reason why I like chess or other brain games is because you can't think about many other things while you're playing. It truly does keep your mind off of everything else. It's enjoyable in the moment to do and it's possible you have to do it with others. And so Presley taught me how to play chess for the first time. I had never learned before Presley's my husband if you're a new listener. And uh, I went to a friend's house the other day, the other Saturday with a group of girls and we learned how to play mahjong, which is like a tile Chinese tile game. We were playing the American version, but it was super, super fun and really fits all of the criteria of my hobby desires. And so that is another one that I would like to continue. Next on my list is eh, I'm not really sure coloring or paint by numbers. I feel like doesn't fit the criteria of like keeping my mind off of everything else unless I were to listen or watch something else at the same time. Listen, I don't do audiobooks. That's not really ever going to be a thing for me. I could do podcasts, but then that that doesn't fit the criteria of it not being for another purpose. Um, and TV, like I just am not enough into TV that it keeps my mind off of other things. So the thing that I like about coloring or paint by numbers is that it keeps your hands busy and it's a little bit mindless okay last on my list in terms of what i would like to try is pottery i don't know how i would try this or where i would try it it feels a little bit like too much of a commitment and my sister-in-law has already claimed this hobby so i also have a toxic trait that i like to be unique and i know that that doesn't really fit with the whole doing it with others or a way to make friends but I am who I am. Uh, Pottery seems fun because I think it would keep my mind off of things, keep my hands busy. I would have to learn within a class setting of some kind. So that would be kind of with others. And I do think it would be kind of enjoyable in the moment. It would probably be pretty frustrating as well, but we can get past that, right? So that is my list as of right now of things that I feel like could become a hobby for me. And I realize that I am careerizing this whole hobby finding thing by having a whole episode about it on my podcast. But the reason why I'm talking about it is because I don't think I'm alone. And I think that a lot of high achieving women have a hard time doing things for fun. And I think that we need to get serious, ironically about having fun and doing things just for the joy of it and having something that you can consistently do that is not achievement oriented. And so if you're wondering, like, how does this connect to feeling wealthy? This is the feel wealthy show. Why does this even matter? Because what a freaking privilege it is that we get to spend any of our mental energy or any of our finances on finding an activity that brings us joy. When it comes to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, basically basic human needs are physiological needs. So like food, water, mostly water Um, safety. So like feeling physically safe, emotionally safe, all of that kind of stuff is second in the pyramid of the hierarchy of needs. Love and belonging is next and then esteem. So like thinking highly of yourself, having pride in yourself, things like that are is next. And what comes after esteem in Maslow's hierarchy of needs is self actualization and Self-actualization is defined as the desire to become the most that you can be and of reaching your potential. And I really think that hobbies kind of falls in this self-actualization category because I think we are the best people we can be when we are well-rounded, when we are not only focused on our careers, when we are willing to do something just for the sake of doing it and we're willing to take a break from achievement in order to just be ourselves and let our identity not just be defined by what we do but also by what we enjoy by what um, we choose to fill our time with things like that so this is a freaking privilege to be able to even think about what makes me happy what do I actually enjoy in the moment that is a mindset that will allow you to realize, wow, I have so much abundance surrounding me that a lot of people just don't have. And that is an immense privilege. So all of that said, I, I know I said this at the beginning, but I'm really curious if anybody else is on their hobby finding journey. I would love to know what's on your list of like things that you want to try, because I need more ideas i feel like i'm gonna make this like a personal quest who knows maybe i'll write a book about it just kidding that like nullifies the entire project Jess. okay i'm not gonna write a book about it it's not about career but we're finding hobbies in 2024 because we're gonna have fun Thank you so much for listening in on this episode of the Feel Wealthy Show. If you love it here, then be sure to leave a five-star rating or review for the podcast. When you leave a five-star rating or review, you'll actually be entered to win the Feel Wealthy Feature of the Month. That's where I snail mail you something from my very own Feel Wealthy list as a thank you for supporting the podcast. I'm also a firm believer that the highest form of flattery is a recommendation, so I would be honored if you'd shout us out on Instagram. Be sure to tag me at Jess Jordana so I can gush and thanks in the DMs. It really means so much. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, I hope you remember that an absolutely essential part of creating real, tangible wealth in your life is choosing to feel wealthy now instead of waiting for later. Talk to you soon.